good morning. Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network, week two of the fall series. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys could all make it. I want to extend a special welcome to all the satellite campuses meeting around Nashville, Williamson County right now. Welcome to you guys. Um, I want to also, before we get going here, remind everybody that you're going to have the option to tweet in questions, email questions, or text questions in. Should be some information provided for you on the screen. We're going to go for about 35 minutes and then open up a time of Q&A. Uh, but today I want to introduce our speaker. Uh, this is a man who is a walking example of what can be achieved with a healthy balance of desire and determ determination. After attending the University of Iowa, where he was an all-American gymnast and majored in Japanese, the ties between his athleticism and his love for the Japanese culture began. He embodies perseverance while pursuing athletic excellence and pushes the limits of perceived age boundaries. I don't know if that's an age joke there. Uh, by conquering the most extreme challenges, luckily for all of us, we get to watch this play out on American Ninja Warrior on a weekly basis. He continues to look to his wife, his three children, and his faith in Jesus for motivation and inspiration as he looks to achieve the total victory on the world's most difficult obstacle course. Please welcome American Ninja Warrior, Travis Rosen. Yeah. Travis, Travis, this is awesome. So glad you're here today. Thanks Thank for you. Yeah. being with us. So tell us, I mean, how did you get to be an American Ninja Warrior? Yeah, yeah well, so um, like he said, I was an all-American gymnast at the University of Iowa, but after graduating, uh, this, this music thing down in this neck of the woods kind of caught my attention. and. I know you never hear that story in this town, um, but I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's try that. I've done this athletic stuff my whole life. Um, I want to be a musician. And so for about seven or eight years, I mean, I did hardly anything physical at all. I mean, uh, going from a life of working out all the time, I was, I was a couch potato. I joked on Sunday that I, I was following the one pack abs workout. There you are. So I know I was sucking in on this picture. Some guys are like, hey, that's still... You know, you look I was kind gonna of say, that looks pretty good. <laughs> for me, for me, that was, I, I was very, very, you know, very flabby, just very out of shape. And our second child had just been born, and I really felt the Lord saying, you know, you gotta take better care of yourself, you know, get mm. back in shape, start working out. So I started doing that, and right around that time was when I saw the first season of American Ninja Warrior, and just so strongly felt the Lord put it on my heart, you know, train for this. Wow. To which, of course, I was like, you know, yeah, right. I mean, I was 34 at the time, which already I thought was too old for this type of stuff. And I'm like, you know, am I, am I having a midlife crisis? You know, what's going on? Um, but I, I ran it by trusted leaders, and they're like, yeah, you know, you go for this. So I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, so I started training, made it on the show for that next season. And, you know, six seasons later, I'm, here I am. Wow. Hey, tell us, because you majored in Japanese, right. which was really interesting. And yet God, I think, was even preparing you back then for this. Yeah, he was. At the time, I was thinking that I would be pursuing an international business route. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, it was really funny how God brings things back around. I mean, I, I joke that my guidance counselor that day, when I declared Japanese as a major, she wasn't really doing her job. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, what do you kind of do with that as a major? Maybe a minor or something, but as a major, that's kind of a... a tough, uh, yeah. tough one to go with. Um, but, you know, I, I moved there after my gymnastics eligibility was up for a year, got to study the language there, you know, obviously see the culture firsthand. But I got a little tired of it. And mm. that's why when I got back, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of all this stuff. I'm going to go do that music thing. Yeah. But funny enough, I moved down here and, you know, there's a lot of Japanese companies in this area. I got my first job at a Japanese company because of my language ability. And then, 
you know, this show, American Ninja Warrior, it started in Japan, um, a show called Sasuke back in around 97. And it was so funny because I remember seeing it when I lived in Japan really? in the uh, 98, 99 time frame. And I was like, oh yeah, that looks kind of cool, like something I'd be interested in. But, you know, I'm, I'm beyond that stuff. I'm, I'm done with that physical stuff. You know, I didn't think that years later God would bring it back up to where I'd be one of the top guys here in the U.S., but then also get to go back to Japan wow. and compete. I've done that on their original, you know, course, and uh, it's, been, it's been great. That's amazing. I love how God never wastes an experience. <clears throat> right. You know, he's always redeeming, restoring in our lives. And yeah. It's, it's amazing. Tell us, how does this whole thing work? Because there's, yeah. you know, we see it on TV and you see right. the different kind of qualifying and then it goes from qualifying and then you were talking about world championships. Right. Tell us, how does that? Well, this is a contest, a competition, but it, it's also a TV show. So, you know, first, the first obstacle is getting on the show. Um, when I started, literally, if you made a submission video and applied, you would get a spot. I mean, it was not popular whatsoever. I mean, that's, that's too just part of the amazing thing of this. It's like, you know, I started it way back when, not knowing that it was gonna be this huge, you know, cult hit that yeah. it is now, this popular thing. Um, so anyway, you, you know, you have to su- uh, apply for the show, make this submission video, and I've gotta do it every year. I mean, regardless of how well you've done in previous seasons, you still have to go through the same, the same steps. You know, this last season they had over 40,000 people apply. Wow. And I'm sure this, this next season it's gonna be, you know, maybe even double that. Yeah. So getting on the show, first of all, that's, that's the, the hard thing. And um, once you do get that spot though, they have a series of qualifying rounds. Based off of where you live, you're sent to a regional qualifier. You have the first night of competition. If you place in the top 30, you move on to what they call a city finals round. If you then place in the top 15, you then move on to the Las Vegas finals, which is comprised of four stages that they're all, most of them are time-based. You have a, an allotted time that you have to finish the course in that time. If you mess up, you're done. If you time out, you're done. And you know, we don't get to practice any of this stuff too. And they do a very good job of keeping us on our toes with some new twists and turns, new obstacles. I mean, a lot of the guys who do this are very fanatical and you know, they have all this stuff built in their backyard. Um, but they, production, they'll still come up with something brand new to where everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, what is this? And uh, it's challenging. Yeah. You, know, you, gotta be, you gotta be ready to just hit whatever they, they throw at you. Wow. <clears throat> now tell us, your, you know, you talked a little bit just even on Sunday about your, your biggest success. Tell yeah. us about going to the world championships. What was right. that like? Well, yeah, so also how that works. So the last two years they've had these USA competitions where the first year it was USA versus Japan where they took five of the best Japanese to go against five of the best Americans. And then this last year they had USA versus the world. So again, it was USA versus Japan, but then also a team from Europe. So I had been selected uh, both of those seasons for that USA team, and I was actually the team captain last year. And so um, as far as just some of the biggest things that I've accomplished with this, is that, is that what your yeah, question yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I got to be on that USA team, and. Um, you know, first of all, representing your country is, it's, it's an honor. Wow, you know, it's such an amazing so cool. thing, especially when there's so many incredibly talented guys who are part of this. I mean, neither season did I think I was gonna be part of the team because typically they take the top five, but not always. Um, but yeah, so when I was, when I was wow. selected, I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. But one of the coolest things that I've been able to experience with this is it was going into that 
USA versus the world competition, my first competitive event was the, the second stage. And I, though I was thrilled to be part of this, um, I, I was not really feeling up to the challenge, you know. There was a, a lot of adversity that I was going against. There was a lot of sleep deprivation. I had a, a bunch of injuries. Um, they'd even changed up the course a bit to where I'm just like, Lord, I, I don't really feel like I've got what it takes to be here right now. Uh, the first obstacle is something called rope jungle. All these ropes you have to traverse. And they even changed up some of them to where literally minutes before I went, I'm still trying to figure out how am I going to make it through this. Um, walking up to that platform just praying under my breath like a madman like Lord I need you I, I do not have what it takes for this um, I remember seeing my son in the, uh, in the crowd I flashed him and I love you and right then seriously it was just like there was just this surge of energy and power and just a, an aggressiveness um, and I think we've got a clip um, if we can show that oh yeah I'd like a to clip see from it yeah carrying him on Four times in American Ninja. So again, remember, I'm just feeling up to this point like I've got nothing. I'm Japan. To win the two points for Team USA, Travis needs to either get past the metal spin or at least get to it faster than Tim Sheep, who made it there in a minute, 32 seconds. A good push there at Rosen. And it looks like he's got a plan here. Two of the sliding ropes. He's got a lot of experience with the ropes going back to his days as a collegiate gymnast at Iowa. And Rosen once again with as good a performance through Rope Jungle as we have seen. The 40-year-old showing that veteran experience. See, that's impressive. Spending less than 20 seconds on Rope Jungle. That's huge. And look at that. He skipped two rungs. Skipped a rung on each of those first two leaps. And another skip. I think this is a calculated move by Travis Rosen. He knows he may go out on the metal spin, so he's going to get there as fast as he can. And that's the advantage of going last. He knows that metal spin, a difficult obstacle. He realizes it could be a race to it, and Rosen has a great urgency to his run. And he's well ahead of Tim Sheets, Tom, to this point. He's got almost 40 seconds to get through this obstacle. And a good leap out of the 5'11", Rosen. And all he has to do is make the transition up the wall, and the heat is his. And he's done it. And Team USA knows they have two more points. But I don't think Rosen's going to stop. He wants to get past the medal spin, which knocked him out the last time he was here. Well, you know, it's funny too. It just shows it for for a brief second, but right at the very end there, I'm just I'm looking up. It's just like thank you, God, because literally, it, that's a great example of going into something where you're just like seriously. When I'm weak, he's strong. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. I didn't feel capable. And you know, they said it that you know that was would have been the fastest time um, 
during the regular season, so that, that was the fastest any American ever made it through that course. And then there's that double salmon ladder obstacle where you go up the thing. Um, that obstacle's been around for a long time, even back in the, the Japan course. And I'm, I'm pretty certain, 99%, that uh, the first person in the world to ever go through that in only three moves. So I was skipping rungs, and um, usually it takes about seven movements, and I did it in three. Um, so that too, and <laughs> that metal spin obstacle where you jump out to that chain, um, that's where I had gone out that season during the regular season. So to get redemption on that too, it was just, it was, it was sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, if I can then also talk about, you know, we go through everything in life trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we lay everything before him. You know, I love, you know, there's that movie uh, Facing the Giants, mm-hmm. you know, the, the football coach, he's like, you know, you're going to do your very best, leave the results up to the Lord. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're called to do. I mean, we're going to have these mountaintop victories like that, but we're also going to have things that, at least at the time, we perceive as just the biggest of defeats. And so I don't know how many tuned in Monday night. Oh, yeah. Um, the season finale was this last Monday, and, you know, I, I train extremely hard for this every year, and somehow the Lord mm-hmm. provides the grace and ability to train even more than the previous year. And, you know, at 40, I'm actually 41 now, it's... It's challenging to keep that up, but um, I do feel like I was in as good a shape as I've ever been. Few, few bumps and bruises that I was working through, but uh, physically ready. The course, though there was some new stuff, some challenging things, it was tweaked just enough to where I think it suited my abilities to where I was like, this is it. You know, no American's ever done this. No American's ever conquered this whole course. Um, this, is, this is the season, you know, I just felt like God is, he's just... He's going to do it. Mm. And for those who tuned in, I got stuck on that, actually, that rope obstacle, the one that I breezed through the, the year before, which that alone surprised me because I'm very good at that type of stuff. Um, but the route that I chose messed up a little bit, got stuck for about 30 seconds in those ropes. And, you know, that stuff takes a lot of grip strength. And 30 seconds, I mean, you, could, you can breeze through it in 10 or 15 and still feel massively drained as you hit those, you know, obstacles afterwards. So 30 seconds, I mean, I was actually, I was trying to think of this as a silver lining, that it was good that I made it as far as I did. Mm -hmm. Um, But ended up falling on what was called the unstable bridge, the thing after that salmon ladder, you know, where you're going across like that. My my grip strength was just not there. And, you know, it was very shocking, to Mm -hmm. say the least. Um, Again, you know, we want to give are all in everything that we do. You know, I run this race in a way to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when you're believing that, you know, the Lord's, he's doing something here. Yeah. And then the results are completely different mm-hmm. than you expected. You, you have a couple choices. You know, you can get upset at God. Mm-hmm. You can throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, that's it, I quit. <laughs> or you can be like, okay, Lord, it doesn't make sense to me but I trust you. Wow. So dust myself off, get back to, Lord, what are you saying? Are you, you wanting me to keep going? What, what is this? But just, but trusting him, you know, because we can get in this kind of uh, dangerous spiral, if you will, of, of analyzing and nitpicking. And, you know, well, if I would have done just this, if, if this would have happened, if I would have slept an hour longer, if mm-hmm. I would have eaten these gummy bears, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, we, we can get into this whole weird thing. Yeah. And before you know it, we're just stuck in this endless cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's not healthy, Mm-mm. you know? Um, so it's just giving it all to the Lord and be like, okay, 
It didn't make sense, but I trust you. And, you know, this is, there's a tape delay with this stuff. I mean, it happened a couple months ago, so I've had some time to process. <laughs> and uh, as strange as it sounds, I do believe that the stuff the Lord's going to do through that defeat mm-hmm. is actually much, much greater than had I even gone all the way and conquered that thing. So wow. um, God's going to get the glory yes. one way or another. We just trust him. I love that. Yeah. Well, so what drives you? I mean, you know, you have this passion. You're 41. You're still going. You're like, yeah. what, what, what gets you up? What drives you? I, I mean, I always want to bring it back to the Lord. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's my foundation, my rock, everything that mm-hmm. I do. And so whether it's the ninja stuff or being a father or husband or in the marketplace, I'm his representative, mm. you know? And so I want to bring him glory in all that I do. And, you know, I will be working out, you know, doing incredibly hard repetitions. To, and I, I want to quit. I want to be like, okay, you know, I've, I've put enough into this. And in my mind, though, I'm like, no, I want to do my best for the Lord. And I mean, it won't be uncommon for me, like, not vocally, but in my mind to be like, just praising the Lord in the middle of, you know, the last set, you know, I just can't get one more. Come on, come on. And, you know, I'm just like crying out to Jesus. You know, mm. I want to glorify him mm. in all that I do. And, you know, also I know a lot of us here are fathers, maybe grandfathers. Um, we've got little eyes watching us. And, you know, I want to be a role model for my yeah. kids. And that was, again, one of the reasons I started getting back into shape at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, and for my kids, my son especially, I so many times I want to give up hmm. in whether it's the ninja stuff or just other things and I'm like you know how how's my son gonna see that mm-hmm. you know is he gonna see daddy as somebody who quits when the going gets tough or is he somebody who's going to press into the Lord and keep going you know so hearing my son's voice in my head or my daughter my wife mm-hmm. um, and now too I mean the Lord's brought such a platform with this mm-hmm. again something I never expected when I started when I said yes to him <laughs> so many years ago um, there's countless others I mean the world over mm-hmm. who, who look to me for inspiration and so it's like you know I want to do my very best but also show others you know you can do this so man I love that about you Travis I mean you just see that opportunity to to bring glory to God right where yeah. you are tell us about you know even with American Ninja Warrior, you've had the opportunity to talk with guys, to pray with yeah. guys. Tell us about that ministry that, that God just birthed right. there. Well, yeah, I'm a firm believer that, you know, we don't live a compartmentalized life. Yeah. That Christ <laughs> is first in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And so, again, whether it's doing ninja stuff on a national platform or, you know, going to get your groceries at Kroger, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a sphere of influence around us. And uh, we should always be looking for those ministry opportunities to be... Christ mm-hmm. to an unbelieving world. Um, and so when I started this, it was very much with that focus of, you know, this is a ministry first thing. I'm a great athletic um, opportunity and experience, um, but it is ministry first. So there's a lot of people who don't know the Lord who do this. And there's actually much more, many more believers now than when I first started. There were only a couple. There's, there's a lot now. It's really cool to see how God's kind of done mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, from, from the very get-go, you know, seeing people get hurt. I mean, it's, it's such a great thing when, when injuries aren't great, but it's such a good open door. Sometimes we get a bit fearful, like, oh, you know, how can I, how can I go pray for somebody? I mean, I'd love to share my faith, but I can't really do that. I'm going to make somebody feel awkward. When somebody's hurt, typically they'll take anything they can get. Yeah. And, you know, this stuff, 
it's, it, can be, it can be dangerous, you oh, know. Wow. A lot of injuries, crazy injuries can happen. And, you know, just a simple, hey, can I pray for you? I mean, it's such an open door. So from the get-go, I've been able to pray for countless guys. And uh, ever since the Vegas finals started, oh, oh yeah, so this is, this is actually a really cool story. This was taken uh, during the Orlando qualifiers this year. This was on NBC's website. No way. Yeah, that's, that's where this picture was taken from. That's awesome. me and two other competitors who are obviously believers. I don't think you need to have a banana in your hand to pray. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's actually world champion wakeboarder Sean Murray and then another of the top competitors. And, and this was on NBC's website. Now, you know, oh, I love that. somebody could be like, oh, they're just encouraging each other. But I'm like, come on. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear what we're doing. And so just the fact that they actually put that up there... Mm. Um, I thought, that was, I thought awesome. that was awesome. So, yeah, I've been able to pray for unbelievers, believers are like, I mean, a similar story than that, like that. We were um, getting ready to go the first night of qualifiers, and about 10 or 15 of us got together to pray, and it kind of always falls on me for some reason, maybe just because I'm kind of the, the veteran ninja, but I typically lead the times of prayer and whatnot. And so I prayed for all of us, and, you know, lifted my head, and there's like a TV camera right there, and they didn't use that footage on the show, but even that, it's like, you know, they know where I stand. They know where a lot of other people stand now, too. And so I've been able to, to lead some Bible studies um, during the, the finals. And uh, I shared this on Sunday that this last season, before the first night of competition, me and a few other believers were like, hey, everybody, you know, we're going to pray before we start. Anybody who wants to get in on this, you know, come on. And there's about 100 competitors. And no joke, we had about 40 people. Wow part of this prayer group. And, you know, I know not all those people know Jesus, yeah. but the fact that they were there, you know, their seeds were being sown. Yeah. You know, they're, they're curious. And, you know, the other 60 or so who weren't part of it, I mean, they knew what was going on, mm -hmm. you know. So whether they're kind of like, ah, whatever, those Christian guys, I mean, still, they're being impacted whether they know it or not. So it's pretty cool. Man, I love that about you. You know, where did that boldness come from? Because a lot of times, as guys, we kind of step back sometimes, yeah. you know, even at our workplaces, instead of stepping in and being the spiritual leader that God's called us to be and, right. and whether we're worried about, well, I don't know what they're going to think or there needs to be a separation of, you know, church and state or, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We kind of, Satan plays these things. How right. did you get that boldness just to say, you know what, I'm here, God's given me a platform, I want to step into it for Christ? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a few things. It starts with our relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, it starts with that intimacy with Him and, you know, how much time are we spending with Him? You know, how much time are we spending in prayer and in mm -hmm. the Word? Um, you know, what does the Word say about, you know, reaching the, the lost and mm -hmm. things like that? Um, you know, He really does give us boldness. Yeah. Um, in particular times when we don't really feel like we've got it. I mean, a lot of times we want to wait until everything is lined up. You know, the stars are all aligned mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, just step out there. Step out in faith. He'll meet you. Yeah. You know, start, start speaking. And um, it's amazing the things that he does. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think it's the time with the Lord and, you know, just knowing that he's given us authority, mm. you know. So, again, whether you are on a national platform or you're a bus driver or, or whatever it might be, you have an authority from the Lord. Uh, you've been commissioned for that time and place you can speak mm -hmm. to those who you come into contact with. Not everybody's gonna obviously receive when you share Christ with them or 
even if you ask to pray for them, there's going to be the people who are like, no, you know, I don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even Jesus, not everybody believed Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, the Apostle Paul, you know, all these mm-hmm. people who were just obviously giants of the faith, they experienced rejection. Mm-hmm. So we will too. It's okay. Get over the fear. Just continue to move on and, you know, be obedient to what the Lord's saying. I mean, just as, you know, he placed it upon me to start going for this. I mean, I've had times where, you know, in the moment, I feel like the Lord's saying, pray for this guy. Mm. You know, case in point, uh, two seasons ago, was, was waiting for the second stage. You know, again, this is a competition, but there's lots of waiting around. It's the TV show side of things. Lots of waiting. <laughs> so we're, we're just sitting there waiting around, and this guy, he comes up and he sits down. A guy that we have competed together since the beginning that, that I've been on the show. And uh, he's like, you know, Travis, and I'm not sure why he even, he said this, but I mean, I was majorly blessed by this. He's like, you know, I've been a part of this show for, for many years, but you know that first season when you prayed for me? That's been the dearest ninja moment to my heart. You know, and I'd actually, I'd forgotten about that. I mean, my very first season, he'd hurt his elbow or something, and I'm just like, hey man, you know, can I pray for you? And Honestly, I think I had forgotten about that, but he came up to me and he's like, you know, I don't necessarily believe in God anymore, but that's, that's been the, the dearest ninja moment to my heart. And I'm just like, wow. You know, all because in that moment, I felt like the Lord was saying, pray for this guy's elbow. Yeah. As awkward and silly as I felt, you know, this was back when the, the qualifiers were only in Venice Beach. So Venice Beach, California is kind of a strange place in and of itself. So, you know, imagine trying to be in, in that kind of different area but yet being the light of Christ to a guy who definitely doesn't know him. That that was a cool moment. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that's our call as men to step into those opportunities. And and yet Satan so often says, you know, you don't know enough. How are people going to respond? And yet when you have the courage just to to step in, God does big things. Like you don't even remember this was this guy's moment, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's so powerful. How do you keep... Christ first. I mean, in your, in your family, in your career, in just the busyness of your life and the platform that you have, how do you do that, you know, so that right. you don't become, uh, you know, prideful or right, it becomes right. about you? How do you? How do you keep Christ first? Yeah, I think I do that by keeping proper perspective, mm. proper priorities. You know, the world and just the busyness of life can come against us uh, in so many different ways that we get wrapped up in things that you know, they're not even secondary. You know, they're like way down the line, but we get so wrapped up in them, putting so much importance on them that, you know, we forget about Christ being first. We forget about our family, things like this. You know, even family is such a very godly thing, but sometimes we can put family even above our relationship with Christ. So, so for me, I kind of I came up with three ways to, to how you go about this, and that's intimacy, community, and authority. And mm. so what I mean by that is, you know, intimacy with the Lord. It all mm. starts with that. You know, like I already mentioned, you know, your times with the Lord. Like for me, it's starting every day off, you know, in prayer, in the word, in worship. But then it continues throughout the day. Um, I know what it is to have a busy, a busy schedule and a busy life. Um, yeah, I referenced this on Sunday, mm. you know. There are times when you feel like there's just too much coming against me. You got to do the stop, drop, and roll. You know, you stop what you're doing, drop to your knees in prayer, roll it all onto the Lord, you know, just to get kind of realigned, yeah. you know. Um, 
and then there's also times where you just need to get away. I mean, I joked around that, you know, God lives out on the Natchez Trace, you know, because it's so beautiful out there. I love going out there, and obviously it's different for different people, but it's so great just to get away yeah. and give it all to the Lord and kind of get refocused on, okay, yeah, Lord, you are first mm-hmm. through everything. But then community, you know, what you guys have going on here, this is incredible. This is very, very good because, you know, we're not called to live the Lone Ranger right. lifestyle. You know, we need community. We need our church family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for me, I've got, you know, a mm-hmm. very trusted group of godly men who come around me and, you know, they're not afraid to, to shoot straight with me. Mm-hmm. You know, if I need that. am starting to get a little prideful, you know, you know being on TV, you know, mm-hmm. some of this stuff, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of temptation for ego and mm. things like that and you know they're going to set me straight I mean they're going to lovingly smack me up the side of the head <laughs> if they start seeing you know some attitude mm. in me and you know if I wasn't living in community you know that's not going that's not going to happen I mean mm-hmm. I'll go down a, a dangerous path and then authority I kind of touched on this a little bit before that you know each of us if we're walking in the center of God's will if we're if we're seeking him first you know then where we're at is the right place. You know, I'm a firm believer of being at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing. And um, with that comes a commissioning and, and an authority. You know, mm-hmm. we've got an authority to be Christ's representative in that place. And so if we are going into every moment, again, whether it's Kroger or mm-hmm. our job or whatever, knowing that I'm Christ's representative, you know, that keeps him at the forefront. And yeah, we're going to do our, our best at our job or whatever mm-hmm. the task is but we're also gonna go into it knowing that I'm here for a reason. You know, I'm here to impact these people. Um, it might be the coworker that I've known for five years mm. who's very standoffish to the gospel, or it might be this person at the checkout line. You know, we have an authority and um, just, just having that mindset can always be keeping Christ first in, in that sphere, that I way love that. Yeah. Hey, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, what do I want it to be? I, you know, there's a couple different things. Um, I would say overcomer mm. is, is first. Um, you know, somebody who knows what it is to not have things work out, but fail or, or refuse, sorry, refuse to give up. Mm. Um, you know, one of my favorite verses is in Romans 8 that, you know, we're more than conquerors through him who loves us. Uh, you know, that sounds more than, you know, I'm just somebody who's going to get by and, you know, kind of quit when it gets challenging and when I get my feelings hurt and all that. It's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overcome. I'm, I'm going to conquer these things before me. And that's why I love this competition because, again, it's such a, a literal representation of what we walk through in everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be a ninja on TV to walk out these types of principles. But, um, you know, on the course... This is my sixth season, and now, now that the show aired, I can obviously talk about yet, yet again, I, I didn't make it to the end, but you know, how, again, am I going to handle that? I've got an opportunity to overcome mm-hmm. these heartbreaking setbacks, you know? Um, but again, it just goes, it goes to everything else in our life, you know? Let's be, let's be honest, you know, I, I'm not perfect. Mm. Um, Sometimes we can even put people on a pedestal you see on TV like, oh man, that person, if I could only be like that, I'm sure their life is great. I mean, I've got my moments, guys. I mean, whether it's with my wife or my kids, you know, even last night, you know, 
excited for this morning, I was kind of preparing, mm-hmm. and some little silly, trivial thing happened, and you know, my wife and I got in a little discussion. Um, <laughs> but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't helpful, and you know, there's the temptation to just be like, eh, you know, whatever, I'm just going to go to bed. You know, mm. The word clearly says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You yeah. know? Husbands, make amends with your wife. Apologize to your wife. Say sorry to your wife. Even if you feel like you're right, say sorry <laughs> to your wife. Seriously, it's, you're, yeah. you're gonna, your marriage is going to go a lot better that way. But, oh, yeah. um, you know, I crash and burn a lot, mm. as do we all. I mean, mm. none of us are perfect. Right. And so, you know, we can, we can overcome those setbacks, those challenges. Um, you know, there's, there was a couple other things as far as legacy. The only other thing I would say right now, I guess, is just ambassador. You know, I've, I've already spoken to that a little bit, but, you know, again, saying yes to the Lord and knowing everywhere we go, we are his ambassador. We are a representative. So that's what I've tried to do with this show. And it's really cool. They've actually said it on the show about, you know, what an ambassador I am and not necessarily for Christ, but what an ambassador I am. And, you know, I've had other godly people speak into me about the ambassador that I am for Christ in this arena. But it's like, whatever that arena is for us you know we are ambassadors so you know i'd love that to be part of my legacy somebody who's who's unafraid to say yes and um represent christ wherever i am yeah well travis you've said so many great things yeah. but is, is there just one takeaway that you would give for us as we're endeavoring all to be spiritual leaders yeah. in our families our careers our life yeah know? um i would say for any of us guys we're men we know Jesus, that makes us a leader. Mm-hmm. First off, it makes us a leader. Um, sometimes it can feel like, oh, yet who am I? You know, I've just got this little place here where I am, you know, my cubicle, and just, you're still a leader. You know, again, touched on it several times, but we all have a level of authority. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be afraid to use that. You know, no. don't, don't be afraid to walk out that authority um, and speak up even when. That's what's needed. You know, I love, you referenced this um, on Sunday with, when you were talking about the 40 days, you know, the 40 days the, the spies were sent out by Moses mm-hmm. to, to check out the land and, you know, 12 spies were sent out, but only two were like, yeah, let's do this. I mean, they all said, hey, this is a great land. Yeah, it's flowing with milk and honey, you know, all this stuff, but, you know, there's all these reasons why we're not going to be able to do it, even though God had already said this is for you. You know, it was only Caleb and Joshua who mm-hmm. spoke up and, you know, they believed the Lord for what he had promised. You know, he, the other guys, they all saw the same stuff, but 10 of them were just like, these are the reasons why we can't do it. Caleb and Josh were the only ones saying, hey, yeah, but we're well able. You know, our God is able to do this, so let's, let's go for it. You know, they weren't afraid to charge ahead. And um, that's the thing too, just, you know, don't be afraid to take a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, again, yeah. nearly seven years ago, I said yes to the Lord when he said train for this silly obstacle course game show and you know had I not said yes who knows where I'd be now but since I did say yes you know my life has been changed my family's life has been changed Mm -hmm. and you know hundreds if not thousands of people Mm -hmm. around the world have been influenced and affected by that one (laughs) yes yeah you know so um yeah so don't don't be afraid to say yes to to the Lord and you know everywhere you go you know, you've got a measure of authority and 
don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to use it. You know, man, I love that. I love that. I heard somebody say the other day as leaders, we forfeit the right to make excuses. Mm. You're a leader and God's called you and equipped you. And like you're saying, step in with that authority, wherever God's put you, you know, and starts in your relationship with him, that intimacy and with your family, your spouse, and then in your workplace. Man, that's, that's awesome. So, hey, do we have a couple of questions for Travis? Anybody got a question? (laughs) Yeah, we got a couple that came in, Jeff. Um, uh, question one, Travis, how does healthy living and physical fitness connect you to your faith? I think it all, it all runs together. I think, you know, we are called to be good stewards with everything that's been entrusted to us. Our bodies are no different. You know, we, I, I said it from the, from at the beginning that I felt like the Lord was saying, hey, you need to start getting back in shape, take better care of yourself, you know. Our temples, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, the Word says, so let's be serious about taking, taking care of it. Um, you know, that obviously is not only in the gym, it's dietary, you know. I, I like the occasional donut, you know. I was joking around how on my birthday I got the free Krispy Kreme donut <laughs> coffee thing, and hey, I, I used that, you know, in moderation, you know. But um, we have to take take care of ourselves and that's just it goes in line with our faith with Christ you know everything um, that he places before us it's you know are we going to be a good steward are we going to be a good steward with this incredible relationship we've been given from Christ you know starting with that time in the morning or, or whenever you can you can have that time in your day um, and it just it flows it's it's all it's all encompassing mm, so. that's great Okay, yeah, we got another one here. Uh, my children love this show. Shocker. <laughs> As we watch it together, are there some lessons that you've learned about overcoming adversity that I can pass along in that moment? Oh, great question. Well, we're going we're gonna to fall on our face a lot in life. Mm. So, like I, like I mentioned earlier, it comes back to trusting the Lord. Uh, you know, there are times when we did our very best we did all that we knew how to do and it still didn't work out right. There are also times when perhaps we've disqualified ourselves mm. because of sin or something like that. It's like, okay, well, how are we gonna handle this? You know, again, we give it to the Lord. If there's anything that needs to be confessed, repented, we do that. But then we move on trusting that, you know, he's growing us. And again, adversity, adversity is not, not a bad thing. Mm. I mean. I've had so much character developed in me through my time on the show and the numerous times that I've fallen short. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite lessons, it was painful at the time, but it was my very first season on this, on this show. I, I did really well in the first round, surprisingly well. Like I, I think I got ninth place. I'd never done it before. Again, I was 34, 35 at the time of the competition. And there were guys that I'd been seeing on TV do this stuff that I was just like, you know, mere few seconds behind them and I was like all right this is pretty cool so I went on to the second round and at the time if you made it past that you'd get to go to this four-day boot camp where you live together and then you get to actually go to Japan that's where the finals used to be and nothing against Las Vegas but Japan was much more exciting (laughs) for me but so anyway I go into that second night or second round of competition a little a little full of myself kind of like yeah this you know I'm gonna show these guys. By the time it was my turn to go, so many people had fallen that time actually didn't count. Had I just finished the course, I would have qualified on to the next round. But instead of 
humbly walking that out, I was like, I'm gonna show these guys. I'm gonna show these guys that I can have the fastest time. And so I was going at just a breakneck speed and did something silly. My foot slipped, I grabbed something that disqualifies you, and just like that, the dream was over, at least for that year. And the next, year, the next day was my birthday too. And so I'm just like, you know, that pride uh, disqualified me. And I've, I've never repeated that mistake again. So, so those, those types of adversity, you know, they, they, they help us grow, whether right. it was, again, because of something that we did to bring it on or just it didn't work out. Mm. So. Yeah, you can't change the past, but you can learn from right. the past and go yeah. forward. I love that. Yeah. We got time for one more. Uh, yeah, we got one real quick. I think it plays off of that, Travis, just real quick. In, the, in this culture of playing to win, how could you coach us on winning or losing? Yeah, well, like I, I referenced earlier, that quote from that movie, yeah, you know, that we're going to do our best and leave the results up to the Lord. Mm. Um, we, we want to, again, run in a way that we can win, mm-hmm. but knowing that winning isn't the end-all, be-all. It's how we carry ourselves in the process. Um, like, I, like I even said earlier that, you know, I truly believe that my mistake and failure this season, God's going to use it in a much bigger way than had I won the whole thing. So, you know, win or fail, it's, it's all about trusting the Lord. It's all about going forward, um, knowing that He's working through us and developing this stuff in us as we move on. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, there's, there's challenges that come with mm-hmm. winning. You know, I, I joked around that you know, I got to be the first American to climb that 77-foot rope in the USA versus the world competition, but I came up, you know, just 0.3 seconds short to my, my European uh, competitor that, that I was going against. You know, had I won that, I don't know, maybe, maybe I would have gotten prideful, maybe I would have gotten a big head, maybe I would have retired, I, I don't know. Um, so it's all about trusting the Lord yeah. and, um, you know. We, we live another day, we mess up, it, it's, it's okay. You know, sometimes we put so much importance on, on some of this stuff. It's like, you know, I'm doing what the Lord's calling me to do. It's not always going to work out how I want, but I'm going to keep moving forward in Him. And um, yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. That's awesome. That's a great way to, to end it too. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, we're proud of you. Thank you. You know, we really are. And we just love your heartbeat for the Lord and the way you're using this platform for His name and for His glory. And you've got a whole church and a bunch of people who are cheering you on. Thanks. And uh, so now you got to come and teach us how to climb this 14-foot uh, warped wall. All right. All so right. if you can do that, that'd be great. Yeah, so. no problem. I'll have everybody doing it by nightfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, can I pray for us? Yeah, Let's definitely. pray together, guys. Father, thanks for today. Thanks for Travis. And God, just a man after your heart, pray a blessing on him, Father. And God, we pray that you would just continue to have your hand of favor over him, God. And God, that he would use this platform you've given him for your glory, God. I thank you for every man here, God. And I pray that we would all be men after your heart, that we would be godly husbands of fathers and that, God, we would make an impact in our day, in our generation, Father, that we would speak with the spiritual authority that you have given us. And so, Holy Spirit, send us today into our workplaces, send us today into our homes, send us today full of Christ and full of joy and to be able to be overcomers because we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Great job, Travis. Thanks. Thanks so much, man. Let's give Travis a hand. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Great job. Thank you.
Hey guys, two things as we wrap up. One, uh, this season we're going to try to give you guys a reference, uh, a, a book or, or some reference articles that, that might apply to kind of what we covered today. The first one uh, that we've got for, for this week is a book by John Ortberg. The title is, If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat. Okay? It's all about getting out of your comfort zone, taking some risks, and getting out on the edge, out on the water, and that's where we encounter Christ. Uh, one quote from the book that I thought was interesting, there is something inside you that wants to walk on water, to leave the comfort of routine existence and abandon yourself to the high adventure of following God. So this is your reference um, for this week, um, if you guys want to go a little deeper on kind of what Travis is talking about, we're going to do the drawing and give this away in a second. Second, just a reminder, next week, Drew Maddox, Coach Drew Maddox, Vanderbilt Commodore uh, basketball player and now the coach, the men's coach, the boys' coach at CPA here in town is going to be our guest, talking about a balance between sports, athletics, raising kids. You're not going to want to miss this. I've, 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 I've got a lot of guys that have followed Drew, followed him on Twitter, everything else. Very motivational, very in touch with kids. And uh, it's going to be exciting. So that's next Thursday. We're going to get going with breakfast uh, again at 630 and we'll kick off at 7. Thanks.